right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm stoked to be joined by the one and only Janaya Iqbal. And he is host of the No Degree podcast, which is excellent podcast with tons of stories of people launching their careers, job hunting, diving into entrepreneurship, being successful, basically without relying on these conventional pathways of a credential and the age old story that we're taught growing up of in order to get a good job, then you must have a diploma and degree and otherwise your life's going to be awful. That's a false dichotomy, of course. And we're going to dive into that a little bit more today. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to sharing some insights to your audience. My pleasure. So I understand you do, like I do, you have a college degree. Is that right? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm curious about your interest in this topic. What's your, what's your origin story of starting this podcast and seeking out new uh, seeking out stories and finding people who are doing this type of, of, of path forging. Yeah. So eight years ago I was on Reddit and this was ask Reddit. Someone asked for those of you without a college degree who make over six figures, what do you do and how'd you get the job? And they had jobs like I'm a claims adjuster. I'm a surveyor. I'm a radiation technician. And I was like, how'd you get the job? Oh, my uncle told me about it. My cousin, my neighbor, my teacher. It was all right place at the right time. And these were all careers that nobody thinks of growing up to be a claims adjuster or all these other careers. And a lot of times it's because people don't know of them, right? Most people know of like the doctor, lawyer, engineer, website person, whatever. And so I was, and I was like, what if you don't have that friend? What if you don't have that uncle? What if you don't have that cousin? Are you doomed? to like a career that doesn't pay well because there's so many people who work these jobs, right? Retail, whatever. So hardworking, but they're kind of stuck. And if they met the right person and they were given a chance, they would do extremely well. So I was like, why can't I be that uncle, cousin, or friend? So I went online. I searched some websites. I put an inquiry for nodegree.com. And a week later, we got an, we were able to negotiate the website for like 1400 bucks. And me and two of my friends we kind of bought it and the rest is history, but I kind of always envisioned it of like teaching people about all the careers that are out there so that then they can make an educated decision. Like what's a welder, what's an electrician. Cause these are careers that people know about sometimes, but they don't know how to break in. Like do you, how do you get an apprenticeship and all that? So that's kind of how it was born. And unfortunately I was in grad school when I discovered the website, had I discovered it a year earlier, I would not have gone to grad school. And unfortunately I think if I did not go to college, my father would have literally murdered me. So, you know, unfortunately, that's why I went. Well, I love but the I fact... Good, I was always a good student. Okay, maybe we'll dive into that. Um, but I love the fact that you came across this Reddit post and then within a week or two, you said you started the show? That, no, not so... the show. The show, I started two oh, years okay. ago. But I started the website because podcasts weren't a big thing back then. Right, right, right. 2014. Yeah, well, it's okay. So you started the website and you started kind of building this yeah. and just the, the creative initiative, you know, on our podcast, we talk a lot about building a brand and showing your work and creating more than you consume. And just the fact that you would turn around and 
and start building the thing and, and trying to actualize that that mission to be that uncle or cousin. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's so true that it, so many people, and I've worked with a lot of you know high school age students who were kind of shielded from the reality of what's up, what the options are in terms of yeah. career launch. And you're, you're going through high school and there's this conveyor belt. There's this train that you're on of you just go to college and that's it. And even trades, electrician, welder, that type of stuff is, it's, you know, it's not really spotlighted. And yeah. there's a lot of people who are pretty happy doing those jobs, actually working with your hands, not in college debt, you know, making good money. Um, so I love that you did that. Now, are there objections you fielded over the years, especially in the beginning? Um, like, what would you say if, if someone were to say to you, well, this is all good to, to maybe pursue other paths, but you need to have that safety net of the degree. You need to, if you're, if you're starting your, your life as a 18 year old, you can maybe do side projects, but you need to, to still do the degree get that degree to fall back on just in case. Like, what would you say to that? I mean, is 100K in loans, 200K in loans a safety net? You know, talk about to all these people who have these degrees and who work retail. Is it a safety net for them? You know, so a lot of time people say this safety net. And I was like, look, it's a different time frame. Back in the 90s, 2000s, yes, it was more of a safety net. Now it's not the same safety net because your skills are your safety net. There are even credentials that you can get that are more certifications and all that, those are much better safety nets because they take less time to get. And right, they're easier to obtain, less prohibitive and all that stuff. And they mean more in the workforce. And the fact is, if you you can always go back to college at a later age, right? So it's not like if that's their argument, why kind of do it now if you're not sure you want to go? Like, I'm not anti-college. I just want people to who go to know why they're going and to make use of the time. Like, look, I went to college and I remember the kids who were there just because their parents forced them to be there. They were just on their iPads all day. So it's like, what are they getting out of it? They're not learning anything and they're cheating their way through. This is something a lot of people don't really talk about. There are a lot of kids, especially in engineering. Engineering has the most amount of cheaters. And so it's like, don't go if you don't want to go. Like you can't just, you're, they're not going to get good value out of it. It's such a waste of time in that case. Yeah, totally. I think it's almost like a cover-up reason. It's because the real reason, probably for most people, actually, about why they go is they're afraid of being different. And there's a lot of just social cost, at least perceived social cost, of not doing what everyone else is doing. And yeah. so, then since since of course that's taught a lot implicitly in the K through twelve system of like blend in and conform, otherwise you you'll be weird and you'll be yeah. made fun of if you, um, you know, forge your own path, follow your own interests. So there's a lot of this conformity that's baked in. And then it's like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to college because that's how you get a good job. And that's what they say, but it's really, mm, no, you're, you just don't have that self-confidence to say, I'm going to look at reality and really see what the options are and make a rational decision, right? The rational decision would be at the very least to take one year off yeah. And take a gap year and survey your options, take a deep breath and not make a big, you know, four to six years plus hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars investment, not to mention the opportunity cost, which is, yeah. you know, not really 
talked about as much. Yeah. So the other thing is, I blame the parents mm -hmm. because schools don't even have the option of introducing other career paths. Because what happens is, parents hear, "Oh, you're promoting not going to college. I'm going to pull my kid out." School gets less funding. It's a vicious cycle. So a lot of times, schools have to cater to parents, and parents are so college right, especially if. In wealthier areas, you can't even talk about other careers, right? The parents can be like, oh, my little son or daughter is told to be an electrician. So a lot of times it's not even necessarily the school system because the school system has to cater to the parents because the parents have so much power. Yeah, totally. And, you know, there's a lot of like vanity going on there. Like yeah. I need my son or daughter to, to go to this college and then yeah. I feel better about myself. And it's like, are you, are you really, are you really? Uh, yeah. thinking about the highest interest of your son or daughter, if you actually take an honest look at it, and it could, you know, it could be a, with the best of intentions, but there's just a lot of that. It's a lot of that sort of image and, and vanity type things going on as well. Um, but you know, you know, if, if, even if you were to grant the premise that somehow an electrician is not as worthy of a career path, which I don't, I don't agree okay. with that. Even if you were to grant that and say, okay, you want your son, daughter to have, a, a great job in a tech company making a good amount of money well you also don't need college you can start building these skills you know you know what you know we're teaching at career hackers and go learn on your own go build a portfolio go reach out go start a podcast yeah. talking to sales professionals learning about sales start doing doing a create a lead list for a company and just send it to them and say, Hey, I would love to do sales for you. I mean, you can I'll do all these types of things. Um, and so it's, I'm, I'm excited actually. I'm excited for, we're connecting by the way, because there's a, there's such a potential here in the coming years yeah. for, for these systems. You mentioned, you know, in the nineties or two thousands, it might've been a safety net and now it's different and it's going to be even more and more different. You have the yeah. value of the degree, is going down while the cost of the degree is going up. Yeah. It's just not a sustainable model. And yeah. so then you have um, these other options and these other examples of people, which we'll talk about in a second, of who are actually showing that it's possible in another way. And so the more that that emerges, then I think you'll have more and more high school students or uh, parents who are seeing this and as a viable option. And so the world could actually flip around I, I i believe it's possible in the coming years yeah um, it's more than possible it's it's happening yeah right it's just because i come across more and more people and more and more parents who are okay with the idea like they just more and more parents are realizing like hey i just want my child to be happy and productive and do something that they mm -hmm. enjoy that can sustain them and they're kind of realizing like these price tags it's just ridiculous like how can you afford 50 to sixty thousand a year Right. And then you get some scholarship because they inflate the price. Okay. Now you're paying 30 to 40,000 a year. And a lot of times kids don't understand, like, oh, I'm going to make 120. Oh, if I make 70K and I live cheaply, I'll pay it off in two years. It's like, no, you're not. 70K is actually X amount after taxes and benefits, right? 45K. Now you have the cost of living. So it's like, now you could only realistically, if you're cheap, maybe pay off 20K a year. Then you have the interest and in all that. So it's like, it gets kind of crazy. And it's like more and more people are kind of saying like, look, I wish I didn't go. I come across MBAs who are like, I didn't really learn much. And it was such a waste. 100%. So what are some stories you've had? You've had 100 episodes now. And yeah. tell us some top stories or memorable episodes of, of people who are, who are making a dent in the world without college. 
Yeah, so I have someone, um, Marlo Jones. He was, I forgot which, a few episodes ago. He was a bouncer who became a web developer through a boot camp. And so he really came from like someone who would not be in this area. And he, his friends don't even know that he does that, right? He just kind of doesn't talk about it. And then I also had someone who's a circus performer who became a web developer, right? And through a boot camp. So there are so many people from different backgrounds who are coming because you commonly get this idea like, oh, you have Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, the of the world who succeeded without a college degree. But then they're like, oh, they're the exception. But my pushback is they're the exception among people. Even the billionaires who have graduate degrees are exceptions among people who went to grad school, right? So look, there are plenty of normal people who have normal normal careers, normal paths, who make good money, who are not like exceptional, right? But they sort of did it. So those are like the two episodes that kind of stand out. But I've seen it all. Like these people, um, I'm going to have a future podcast guest. His name is uh, Dr. Malcolm. He has an honorary degree. And he was saying that he was homeless at one point. And he was like, look, I got to do something. I got to figure out. He actually went to the back of a pizza store, started washing the dishes. He said, after like two hours, they're like, hey, wait, who are you? He's like, well, I'm your new dishwasher. He's like, since when? He's like, since now. And they worked it out. But you see how like that initiative, that hustle. And now he gets government contracts. He's teaching kids how to break into their apprenticeships and all that. But it's about that initial hustle, that creativity, that putting yourself out there. Like how you said, you want to be a salesperson for a company? Give them 100 leads and say, hey, I want to work for you. Show initiative. And a lot of times it's like in in school and these traditional environments, that type of initiative is not taught and it's not also rewarded. Totally. I mean, I love that story about the dishwasher because yeah. that's that's symbolic of that mindset of permissionless yeah. action value creation at the bottom of the ladder, if you will. Right. So it's like people say, oh, well, that works for this person in this situation for this dream job. It's like, no, this, this, this mindset applies in any direction. All you need to do is start doing the job before you have the job, start creating value without permission. And if you have that mindset, even if you're literally homeless, you start walking the pizza store, (laughs) the pizza restaurant, and you start washing dishes, they're going to like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and then you just go from there and you can like, it's literally the world is your oyster when you take the permissionless mindset, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a very important mindset to have. And I've seen people just do wonders with it because again, you don't have to, you don't need permission to take action. And even if they deny you, you know, it didn't work that time. It'll work another time. Or you always learn. There's always a lesson you learn. The research teaches you something and it can work in other places. You mentioned a couple of times like retail workers. And then I see one of your episodes is about a hairdresser who broke into marketing. I'm curious about that link there because often people will think there's, I think they perceive the, there's a huge gap between, you know, if you're working that type of job in your local town and you're not really involved in startups or something that's, you know, ostensibly it's like a sexier job. And then one might think that, Oh, it's just, it's too much of a a barrier to entry to break in to a remote work job doing marketing entry level at a startup or something. That's like, it seems too far away, but the reality is you can take those types of um, those jobs. Like a hairdresser is developing a lot of, customer service skills, for example, 
and um, that you can you can pitch that. You can we we teach people to send a video and saying, hey, I have this experience working with with my clients and learning to build rapport, and this is how I'm going to transfer that into this you know customer support role at a tech company or whatever the case may be. So, do you have any comments on on that sort of uh, initial break in? from yeah. one of those types of jobs into maybe a tech job. Yeah, so here's the thing. A lot of skills you have are transferable. This is what a lot of people don't understand. They don't realize like being organized, working with others, communication, conflict resolution. And retail workers have a lot of that, right? I, I mentioned retail workers because that's like a common thing. But regardless of what you do, you're having a lot of skills. And then what happens to a lot of these people is they've hit the ceiling at what they do. Right. Because they've been proactive. They're they're at the top of what they can do in retail. They're at the top of what they can do as a hairdresser. And because they're at the top, that means they've been proactive to get to that top. Right. Now they just need to channel their energy into something else. And so that's something that a lot of people can do. They do have a knowledge gap, maybe. But a lot of times the knowledge gap isn't as big as they think. They, it's usually a terminology gap. Right. Like I was doing a resume yesterday. And he was in sales. He didn't know some sales terminology in tech sales, but he knew what they were like once I explained it to him. So a lot of times like reading, listening to podcasts, kind of immersing yourself into this industry, networking will get you pretty far if you already have a base set of skills, which a lot of people who've been working and doing well at their jobs have. Yeah, totally. And yeah, oftentimes it is just surrounding yourself with some people and, and reaching out. I remember when I was making my career change, all my, you know, my past experience was working in academia and working yeah. in the art sector and no experience with business, you know, entrepreneurship tech. Um, but I had that curiosity and I started nurturing that. And then I started reaching out, started a podcast, started connecting with people and expanding my network into this sort of Praxis career hackers ecosystem. Yeah. And, and then once I started meeting people, oh, then you just, you kind of hear more of the business acumen kind of coming into your awareness and you yeah. it feels more possible because you know someone personally who's who's doing yeah. it and then you build that confidence and so that a network building is is something that's accessible to everybody right if you have an uh, internet connection then you can reach out you can you can establish connections with people and especially if you just have that curiosity mindset and you ask them interesting questions and you uh, create a rapport. I mean, there's it, all those are soft skills that are, anyone can develop and anyone has the, the ability to do that. So okay. the last, uh, yeah, just parting words for our listeners here. Like what, what, what will be some, uh, some nuggets or, or bullet points for someone who maybe is listening and they're, you know, maybe they're in their, they're in a retail job or they're in, they're working a decent job, making a decent living, but they're not feeling alive. They're not feeling excited. And they have some aspirations to do something more impactful, more fulfilling. Um, but they're just starting from scratch. And this set kind of sounds good, but they're not sure that it's really going to work for them. Yeah. What are some more uh, words of encouragement? So first of all, you're not starting from scratch. That's what a lot of people think. If you've been doing something, you have a career, you're not starting from scratch. You think you're starting from scratch because it's a completely new territory, but you're not. You're going to, and you look at sports, there are a lot of people who are m 
triathletes and all that stuff, right? Someone who's playing basketball, when they're going to track, they're not starting from scratch. They can run. They can do a lot of things. They have some athleticism and vice versa. So take that outside your head. The other thing is networking is really underrated and it's much more accessible than most people think. One thing is I tell people in networking is you must have something that repeatable that you can do that's low cost to you, but high value to someone else because this is something that you could do on a regular basis. So let's use the hairdresser example. If you want to break into a new industry, some of your clients are probably in that industry. Or let's say you want to meet someone in that industry. Just say, hey, look, I, I know your time is really valuable. Um, I do hair. Can we exchange? Can I get like an hour with you and I'll do your hair for free? So a lot of times people have all these things because think about it. If you know how to do hair, that's low cost to you, right? The time, yes, an hour. But that's high value to someone who needs to get their hair done. You don't even need to do their hair. Be like, hey, if you need any tips on the shampoos, you need any tips on styling, you need any tips related to that. So just realize that you have so much information about certain things that other people find valuable. You work retail. Tell people, hey, here's how you get these deals. Here's how you buy these laptops. Here's how you buy this product. Here's what you need to say. Here's how you get this fixed. There's so much knowledge that you have that people discount because they kind of do it every day. They're like, oh, I thought everybody knew that, but everybody does not know that. So I would really recommend don't, you're not starting from scratch. Listen to podcasts, right? I think I find podcasts so underrated because you kind of hear stories about people did it. And I've seen the craziest ones. And another one I told, I had a stripper on my podcast who became a welder. So if a stripper could become a welder, you could do whatever you set your mind to. I love that. That's that right there. You can do whatever you set your mind to, you know, it's just all within that thought energy. I like to call it where you just action is key, but thought precedes action. So if you think, okay, I want to achieve this end. If you have that determination, then you fall through and act and persist. It can happen. Just keep going. Yeah. So and I would just add one more thing is that build that online footprint. You know, like we said at the beginning, like creating more than you consume. And obviously consuming podcasts like this is valuable. And so everyone listening right now is already on, on the way, you know, kudos to you for listening to this type of podcast. And now what can you do? Maybe you've been listening to this type of podcast or reading the, the daily job on email or other helpful information. Now, how can you take that and then start applying? And so how can you start building a body of work, start creating? Maybe you're, you're the hairdresser or you're the Uber driver. How can you start blogging about conversations you're having and what you're learning and the soft skills that you're developing and start building that portfolio and then you can send that blog post to a company down the line and they can show your your soft skills so there's so much you have in your own um, sphere of control and, and your own sense of power so awesome well um this has been an awesome conversation i'm excited to connect and again it's no degree podcast uh, everyone needs to go add that to their their podcast catcher and any other places you would want people to get in touch with you yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter. I do a lot of tour spaces. Uh, no degree D-O-T-C-O-M. I'll give you all the links afterwards. I'm on uh, TikTok. I got the username at no degree. I got lucky. So I like having fun. And connect with me on LinkedIn. Search up my name, J-O-N-A-E-D, last name I-Q-B-A-L. Send me a connection. Let me know you listen to this podcast. I'd love to connect and support your journey. There you go, everybody. If you're looking for a first step, you want to build that network, you want to start getting people who know you, who can support you in 
and encourage you to go in a new direction, then uh, you just got an invitation to connect on LinkedIn. And that's completely within your sphere of control. Rock on. Well, this has been a blast. And uh, let's keep in touch and let's do more of these because, like I said, there's so much potential for the future in this vein. Yeah, there definitely is. And don't ask for permission. Just go and do it. Totally. <laughs>